Is Bright Mark to Market, December 11, 2022. How do you conservatively value illiquid assets in a fund that offers liquidity to existing investors and accepts money from new ones? That's the unsolvable question inadequately answered by the $125 billion Blackstone Real Estate Investment Trust, Bright, which is why they were forced to suspend withdrawals. Private equity funds typically raise money and invest it over time. Generally, a fund's investors commit at around the same time and share the portfolio results pro rata. If a seasoned fund allowed latecomers who were enticed by early investment results, it would be unfair to those who committed at the outset without that information. In such a case, conservative low valuations on existing investments would be unfair to the early investors whose stake in those positions would be diluted on unfavorable terms. High valuations might dissuade later investors if they felt they're paying too much for the existing positions. It's why successful private equity managers run one fund after another. That allows them to keep raising capital while ensuring each class of investors is pari passu. With realizations driving liquidity for investors and the manager's incentive fee, interim valuations don't matter that much. When it comes to a liquid asset such as real estate, a valuation range is more realistic than a single point. By allowing inflows and outflows, Bright has sought to provide liquidity at odds with their underlying assets. Smooth monthly returns, the promise of consistent tax advantage distributions, and the Blackstone brand made Bright attractive to institutions. Their published monthly returns go to two decimal places, suggesting a precision at odds with what they own. They've reported three down months out of 69. Such unerring profitability should draw skepticism. The fall in price of other publicly traded REITs has challenged the credibility of Blackstone's valuation of the Bright portfolio. The Vanguard Real Estate Index Fund, VNQ, was down 26% for the year through October. Bright reports it is up 8.5% over the same period, they report with a lag. Some investors doubt that such a large fund could so nimbly avoid the markdowns that public market investors have endured. The biggest REITs in VNQ have seen their price-to-book ratio drop by over a quarter this year, suggesting book value for other funds will eventually be marked down. Bright addresses this, noting that they've sold $5 billion of real estate this year in quotes at a meaningful premium to carrying values, close quotes. They argue that because public real estate is only 8% of the market, private market values are more representative. Therefore, Blackstone regards today's publicly traded real estate as being discounted to private market values rather than their own portfolio of private investments being overvalued. Nonetheless, the bright investors who have exited recently and others blocked from doing so deem it attractive to redeem at an unchanged price to book. Non-traded REITs, which are registered so as to have the widest possible set of buyers but unlisted to discourage analyst coverage, attract the ethically challenged as fund managers. Almost a decade ago, we published Inland American Realty Runs Its Own Hotel California, concluding that disclosing how many ways you intend to fleece your investors can provide some defense when the SEC takes a close look. Non-traded REITs don't perform regular appraisals, which has led their promoters to disingenuously extol the consequence absence of public market volatility. For more, see Unlisted Registered REITs, an investment design for brokers, and also Chapter 1 of my 2015 book, Wall Street Potholes. Bright shares some of the ignominious qualities of the maligned and shrunken non-traded REIT sector, 
although they prudently omit claims of low volatility or a high Sharpe ratio that smooth monthly performance suggests. Years ago, as a hedge fund investor, I ran into this problem with a convertible bond arbitrage fund. For the full story, see the Hedge Fund Mirage pages 107 to 111. If a fund's bonds are priced by market makers at 101 to 102, they can be valued anywhere within that one-point range without the manager being open to accusations of misvaluation. If inflows are expected, it can make sense to value at 102, pushing up the NAV at which new money comes in and helping performance. Similarly, outflows might induce valuation at 101, benefiting remaining investors over those exiting. Since the manager must buy or sell bonds in response to flows, incurring transaction costs for the fund, this will always create winners and losers. Investors generally assume greater liquidity than really exists and don't consider transaction costs. Fund managers rarely educate them. The less liquid the assets, the bigger the range of valuations. Real estate doesn't belong in a fund that allows regular investor flows. Bright's NAV sweeps majestically higher, impervious to the carnage afflicting all markets other than energy. But investors in Blackstone stock see a closer relationship with public real estate values as measured by VNQ, rather than the private valuations represented by Bright. They created the appearance of public market liquidity for privately held assets, and assert valuations remain strong. Their bluff is being called.